0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday, we had the NBA draft. It was a pretty unpredictable night, but the Pelicans ended up making two selections out of the five they had going into the day With, We'll break down Trey Murphy, the Pelicans' 17th overall selection. A good selection, I think, too. We're going to look at his offensive game, then his defensive game, and kind of overall fit with the team on both of those sides of the ball. Then in the third segment, we'll look at Herb Jones, drafted from the University of Alabama. Guy I mentioned in yesterday's show. I mentioned both of them, actually. Uh, We'll take a look at him, as well as just some other notes from this draft. Again, pretty unpredictable night. Really told you a lot about the draft. How so many teams, I think, viewed 6 through like 20 about the same. And boards were just different. So, teams were getting their guys. There were some reaches, some not reaches. We'll talk about that in the third segment. We also got a Russell Westbrook trade in there, too. No Ben Simmons, though. No Damian Lillard. So, Draft post-draft day, Trey Murphy edition of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So after kind of a crazy a couple of picks leading up to the Pelicans at 17. Some moves being made, you know, it went a little bit unconventionally. You saw Josh Primo, a guy that I think many teams put in the second round, getting drafted 12th overall. You saw the Kings draft another guard and an older guard and not really a lead guard, which was a little bit confusing too. The Pelicans ended up in a really good spot at 17, able to take, I think, the person they wanted. Someone they've keyed in on this draft process early on and someone I think they would have potentially have liked to Take at 10, but they knew they could probably get him at 17. And that was Virginia's Trey Murphy wing forward. He's 6'9 with a 7'1 wingspan. A little bit older. He's a junior. He's 21 years old, so he'll be 22 at some point next season. But it's just a solid overall player and a guy that they really, really liked. And look, he checks the two biggest boxes the Pelicans needed on the perimeter more shooting. In defense, So let's start with the offense because that's kind of the most NBA-ready part of his game. He's probably the second best shooter in the draft, or at least in the top five in terms of shooting in the draft. For his career in college, and look, he played two years uh, elsewhere before transferring to Virginia to finish out his junior year and then foregoing his eligibility. For his career in college, he shot almost 500 three-point attempts. He shot over 40% on them. He's a dead-eye elite catch-and-shoot three-point guy. And if you look at a lot of his attempts, they're longer than three-point line. They're deep, deep threes that he's comfortable taking and making. This is a guy that immediately becomes one of the better three-point shooters on the Pelicans and someone that can help at least burn defenses when they double Zion. I don't know if he'll stretch them by himself just yet. But when Zion's doubled and tripled, he's going to make open threes when he gets the kickout pass. It's not Josh Hart passing those up because he was worried he was going to miss them. This is a guy who's going to take him and at around a 40% clip eventually in the NBA, make them. He's that good of a shooter. His release is very simple and smooth. It's the same every single time. It's not... A lightning fast release like Steph Curry, but it's really quick and it's better than pretty much everyone else here in this draft class. He's a guy that's going to make threes. He took good volume his years in college too. And when you look at his last year, 4.8 per game, it's decent volume. And he also played for Tony Bennett, Virginia, where they run kind of an antiquated, not, not a modern offense essentially. And so I think on volume, he can definitely take and make a lot of threes. He's got really strong size. You could use him in multiple positions at six, nine with a seven, one wingspan. You know, he can play the three. He can play at times. The four Virginia used him at a five a couple of times. as that real small ball center? There's no reason to think he can't do that here in new Orleans. If he wants to play small ball five, he's got to get better at rebounding. Certainly and he's going to really need to be consistent with that three-point shot and probably put on a little bit of weight. His frame's not slight, but he's a slimmer guy, I think. But his shot is NBA-ready. He's also a, a decent enough connector passer. He's not someone that's going to create for others with his offense. Frankly, his ball handling isn't that good. Driving to the basket, his ball handling's a little bit too loose. He might be a liability in that area right off the bat. But he can pass the ball. When it hits his hands on the perimeter, it doesn't just stick with him. It's not stuck in there. He's definitely going to be a useful, useful NBA player. Offensively, he needs to add a shot off the dribble. He's purely a catch-and-shoot guy right now, but the Pelicans don't need him to do a ton more. They don't need him to be a creator for others or to create his own shot. They need him to be out on the court. And when Zion passes in the ball, because Zion's doubled to the rim, meaning someone's going to be open, likely him, he knocks down that three-point shot. And if he can do that, he's a guy that's going to immediately impact this Pelicans team. There's probably more versatility in him, potentially, than a guy like Corey Kispert who went ahead of him. But overall, it's a good pick. If he can eventually add... That shot, that three point shot, either off the dribble or coming off of a screen, he's going to be good. He's usually kind of set. But if he can shoot coming off of movement, he's going to be a really good NBA player that's going to stick around for a long time. But he does need to do some work on his ball handling, uh, you know, passing and trying to play make. If you can add a little bit of that, it's going to be a really useful player for New Orleans. But he's not a high usage guy necessarily. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to shoot the ball. He's going to provide some size out there. Um, offensively, it's the biggest need for New Orleans right now. Perimeter shooting, box checked. So we'll get into what his defense looks like coming up here next in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. And then we'll get into the second round as well because, yeah, there's a whole lot going on. And this draft was was kind of nuts at times. We'll probably break that down maybe a little bit more on Monday. But let's take a look at the defensive side of the ball. For Trey Murphy the third coming out of Virginia. So look, his size really helps him over here. Six nine, seven one wingspan. He kind of can engulf a number of different players, and he's a good on ball defender. And Virginia used him in a lot of different ways. They used him as a guy that really was out there to kind of hunt. And shut down elite shooters on the perimeter. He's really excellent at navigating screens. He's probably one of the best on the team already at doing that. He has strong lateral movement. He's not the most explosive and freak athlete that we've ever seen, but his lateral movement's pretty good. And I think that alone is going to be able to help him out there on the court. He's quick enough where he can really defend well and keep up with other people. You switch him on to some of the elite guards in the league, he's going to struggle, but most people do against them. He's going to give you, against some of those more finesse-oriented wings, pretty strong defense. If it's a kind of a bully ball guy, a Jimmy Butler, let's say, maybe somewhat of a Paul George if he's trying to play down low, that might give him problems until he adds some more strength and size. But overall, he's a guy that has strong length and kind of shuts people down. It makes him really good at testing shots, right? He's going to have his hand up, he's going to have his hand over the face, he's going to alter that shot. He doesn't get a lot of blocks, he doesn't get a lot of steals, but he definitely impacts the defense and makes life harder for opposing offenses. And having more depth and a wing like that on this team, who's as good of a shooter as he is, that's really really good. He's the best way to describe him on defense is he's disruptive. And he's a good team defender. He's good at closing out. He has strong balance. You can kind of see that in his three-point shot, too. So he closes out well. It's tough to kind of get him on his back feet, backpedaling and making errors that way. So it's tough for guys to kind of drive at him, stop, then try and pull up. His length's going to help him kind of contest some of those mid-range pull-up jumpers. And he's going to kind of eliminate that for whoever he's guarding. So I like him in all of that. He is very smart, keeps his head on a swivel, knows where his man is at all times, knows where the ball is. Is at all times and when you look At all of that you know That's good it's a team defender the Pelicans Need someone like that who's just not lost In rotations again he's not Going to poke the ball loose get a lot of Steals or anything like that but he's Going to make his impact felt defensively And by being kind of that disruptive Guy by throwing the offense Out of their rhythm he's Definitely going to Make those other teammates On the Pelicans a little bit better You know, I think he's probably coming off the bench to start, but really he fits well. He's going to space the court for Zion and for Brandon Ingram. He's going to knock down three-point shots. He can actually score in transition, too. That's where he's at least kind of best going towards the basket. He has uh, strong—his hips kind of jump out at you, too, the way he swivels them when guarding guards, by the way, since we were just talking about his defense. When they're driving on him, you can kind of see him dip his hips right look like I'm dancing here if you're watching me on YouTube. And he can keep up with guys. The elite speed guys like De'Aaron Fox and who knows what's going to happen there with the Sacramento Kings. Probably not. But overall, everything there is pretty good. And so I'm pretty happy with this pick for the Pelicans again. A guy they really keyed in on. A guy I think they really wanted in this draft if they couldn't trade this pick. Trading down, dropping seven spots and still getting the guy you want. That's a really good situation to be in, especially while also dumping Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams and bringing in Valanciunas. He was picked by technically by the Memphis Grizzlies. And then the first time I've ever seen this, the Pelicans um, went out and tweeted saying this is part of the trade. And I think it was just so they could kind of speak about this and are pretty happy um, that they're able to bring him in. And I think this is someone that they really did want to try and get and someone they cleared in on very early on in the draft process. And they're very happy that Trey Murphy, the third out of Virginia is going to be here. We'll have more on him over the next couple of days too. into next week. We also have free agency starting on uh, next week too. So we're going to do some more talking about that. Maybe a bonus episode because they're so much to talk about. Um, but in the next segment, let's talk about Herb Jones, their second round pick, what they did with those other second round picks to explain some of the cash consideration stuff. I saw, I had a couple of questions about that on Twitter today. So I'll explain all of that coming up here next in today's edition of locked on Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of locked on Pelicans brought to you by built bar, built bar, are candy bars, that are actually just healthy for you, and, just, you know, and protein bars. They're protein bars disguised as candy bars. That's the best way to put it. Our Draft Live show was also sponsored by them, and they're the official protein bar of the US track and field team, which is really cool. They're delicious. These things taste better than any protein bar you've ever had. I eat one of these things every single day, either before or after I work out. Whether you like the coconut flavored, the mint brownie, double chocolate salted caramel cookies and cream, raspberry, orange, strawberry, German chocolate, cake the grasshopper cookie which is a thin mint flavor they've done birthday cake flavor too they've done strawberry cheesecake they have all of these limited time flavors that means you just got to go to built.com and check it out and not only are they the best tasting but man they're healthy too 70 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 so you're not wasting all the cardio that you just did only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs they're all delicious tasting and they're all healthy for you so go to built.com Use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Belt.com. And look, if you don't know which one's going to be your favorite flavor, you can get a mixed box. You're going to get two of each of the nine main flavors that they have. So you can choose and discover which one your favorite is. Okay, talking about the Pelicans draft, we just went over Trey Murphy, um, and briefly before we start this one, I'm going to play you a clip from Locked On, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to play it because that's where it's going to be, a clip from the Locked On ACC podcast, breaking down Trey Murphy from their host, Candace Cooper, who's excellent, that's going to be on the uh, podcast version of today's show, if you're watching on YouTube, it's not going to be in there, so go give that a listen, quickly, it's only like a minute and a half or so, to hear what she has to say about. Trey Murphy. What's up, everybody? Candace Cooper here from Locked On ACC. Here to talk Trey Murphy as he takes his talents to the NBA after foregoing his eligibility at Virginia. He is going to be such a great three-point guy. He is your modern-day wing, sitting nicely at 6'9". He will have to learn some defense, right? There are things, of course, he can improve, but free throw percentage, he is 83%. Got some great numbers behind the arch at 35%, and I think that overall he's a solid talent that hasn't quite got his opportunity to shine. So you would assume because of COVID reasons, getting the transfer portal, trying to find his way to Virginia, couldn't quite be the star he wanted to be, but now he has an opportunity to be great. Shout out to 919. You already know we produce greatness out of there. So I think Trey Murphy will be just fine. Beyond Trey Murphy, the Pelicans also Drafted another player, Herb Jones, out of Alabama. This was a guy that I did say they were going to look at. I mentioned this in yesterday's show when we were talking about what the Pelicans might do in the second round with, at the time, the four second round picks that they had. Didn't end up finishing with that. They ended up only making one selection in the second round, but they did have four at one point. And I said, they're going to maybe look for some Alabama flavor. They want to fill out that Birmingham squad. They think it'll definitely be a draw if you can put some local guys in there. And well, they got one of them and a guy that, you know what, isn't bad to draft in the second round. I don't think. Herb Jones, Herbert Jones, is going to to do that much at an NBA level. He's a little bit older. He's a senior. He's going to be 23 when the season starts. It's not the ideal type of, you know, guy. Small forward, though, with good size. Again, he's tall. 6'8 with a 7 foot wingspan that can guard honestly probably positions 1 through 5. He's not going to do a whole lot. He averaged only 11 points per game last season. Uh, 3 assists and 6 rebounds. But he averaged a, blo- a 1 block per game and 1.7 steals per game. You talk about positional versatility. This is a guy that has it. He can guard 1 through 5. That's a useful guy that if he makes your roster and is an end of bench kind of specialist that can just do some things. as long arms let him poke the ball loose he hustles harder than probably anyone else out there on the court having him start off in the g league and maybe making it to the nba is going to be really really good i think i like that i think he's going to kind of be the star of that g league team to start the year he doesn't really project to have a good nba three-point shot that might kind of limit his usage at the nba level but you know what It's cool. And when you look at the things that he did in college, it's really good. He was an All-American. He's been an SEC Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. He was a Defensive Player of the Year finalist. Um, He's played a ton of games there. He's just had that production. They've done really well. You know what? It's pretty cool to see. And I think he's done a a good enough job there. I like that he is going to be part of this Pelicans team and kind of kicking off everything when it comes to the G League. Oh, by the way, I just saw this tweet about Trey Murphy. Um, Comes from underscore that dude will only college player to shoot 50 percent from the field, 40 percent from three and 90 from the free throw line. Should gets you a little bit excited about Trey Murphy. So what did the Pelicans do with their other draft picks? That's kind of the question, right? They had a bunch of picks in the second round. Well, they started off the day selling one pick to the Philadelphia 76ers. They sold 53 they drafted Herb Jones at 35. Then, when 43 came up, they traded it to Portland for a future second in 2026, alongside more cash. And then to the Clippers, they also traded that uh, the pick that they had um, at 53 or 51 traded to the Clippers for a future second, and then also more cash. So, what's the cash mean? Because I've seen a couple of people ask about that so far. Every team is allowed to send out a certain amount of cash per league year and receive a certain amount of cash per league year. That amount is $5.9 million. So in trades, you can just send out straight cash. You could use that to buy a pick. We've seen it before where teams will just buy a pick, a first round pick or a second round pick from another team. You send that cash out, you can only send out up to... $5.9 million. You can do it all at once. You can do it multiple times. You're also allowed to receive $5.9 million that is separate from the money that you can send out. You're only allowed to receive up to $5.9 million. It can be in one deal or it can be by selling a ton of picks. And cash came to New Orleans, I believe in the JJ Redick trade to the Dallas Mavericks. And they received cash now. That resets with the league year, which, by the way, starts on August 2nd this year. So they kind of maxed out the cash that they could bring in. Essentially, they paid for the buyout, you know, whatever they owe, Stan Van Gundy, by selling some of these second round picks that they really didn't want to have. So overall, this was really just smart moves. May as well get something out of them. Not only did they get future second round picks, but they got some cash right before you... Dip into the next budget, essentially, the next alignment. By the way, if you take in money, it doesn't mean you can send out more money. So if you were to take in $2 million, it does not mean that you can then send out uh, $7.9 million. They're fixed numbers. That's all the cash means. You can use that money for whatever you want. Payroll. Just goes into the pocket of the owners to pay coaches that you fired. Um, whatever it is you want, you can kind of use it at your discretion. There's there's nothing either way to it. So that's kind of what that means. So the Pels picked up two future second round picks. One in 2026 from the Portland Trailblazers. We don't know about the one from the Los Angeles Clippers, at least when I am recording this just yet. So whew, it was a night kind of unexpected. Mock drafts went out the window immediately in this one. Uh, immediately in this one, we saw some big falls from a guy like Sharif Cooper, um, as well as a couple of other players and the Pelicans, you know, kind of going for some, some homegrown talent for the Birmingham team in, uh, in the second round. But Trey Murphy's really kind of the jewel for the Pelicans here. A guy that they really wanted. They're really excited about getting in, I think. And a guy that is going to be in the rotation for new Orleans next season. Will you see him at summer league? Summer League's coming right around the corner in 11 days from now. August 11th is when it starts. um, Or 10th, I forget. Maybe. It's going to depend on when that trade with the Memphis Grizzlies gets completed. Right now, it's an expanding deal between those two teams. Will they rope other teams in? Does Kyle Lowry get thrown into that in a sign-in trade? Does it keep growing until that trade is finalized and everything's approved by the league? Like faxed in, paperwork, all that. Trey Murphy's technically... Not, not quite part of the team and not a guy that can play for them. So if that trade is concluded before summer league starts, you'll see him at game one. It might be a situation like a couple of years ago with Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes and Didi where they weren't able to play for the team right away. Had to miss a game or two while trades were getting with that Lakers getting finalized. If it gets finalized before, you'll see him in Summer League. If not, you'll see him at a certain point in time. But I know we all want to see him in Summer League, and we're all pretty excited about that. So should be coming soon, hopefully, for your New Orleans Pelicans. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans, the draft day edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. It's been a week. It's been a busy, busy week. And next week's gonna be just as busy. So please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Follow along on YouTube as well. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Leave comments on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, all, all those things that like you know people say. All that really, really helps. Keeps this free in five days a week for you all. No one else is coming to you like this five days a week with content like this wherever you want to listen to it or watch it. Support the show. It takes like 30 seconds to do all of this stuff. It is a big help. So I appreciate you all listening. It's been a fun week. There's your draft for the Pelicans. I hope you're all excited. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all next week.